All right, I'm gonna talk about um, fear a little bit. You know, uh, fear. Fear is a funny thing. There's so many books written on fear. Everyone talks about fear on some different level, and everybody has some, you know, suggestions on what to do about fear. Uh, fear. <clears throat> it can be about anything. Fear about spiders. Fear about falling. Fear about. Um, Girls, fear about dying, um, fear about fear, <laughs> fear about cancer, and just you can you can fear a lot of things. You can fear, you can fear talking to somebody, you know, um, asking a question, um, approaching a subject, you know. Have you if you're an employee and you've ever tried, you know, t talking. To your boss about getting a raise. Well, I mean, what does that feel like? You know, your your palms get sweaty, uh, your heart starts beating faster. Um, you know, you try and run through the scenario a million different ways. You try to predict, you know, all the objections, right? All the different scenarios that this thing could go wrong, and you hope it doesn't go that way, and etc. etc. And your mind races, right? So that all those things are horrible things to go through and time time is the the worst thing that you can fuel your fear. So, you know, my suggestion with fear is is pretty simple. Um you got to act on it right away. You got to do things quickly and with repetition and um as often as possible. Um the only way to get over fear is to do something a lot of times. You know, and and typically the reason that you fear something is because you think that this is your one and only chance. Um, so you know, if you let's let's go back to the example that you're going to ask your boss for a raise. You know, you think you're only going to get one chance at this, so you want to do it perfect. And if you don't do it perfect, you're going to end up blaming yourself. So already you're setting yourself up for failure because the truth of the matter is, you know, how often do you typically ask for a raise? This, once every what couple years maybe five years maybe you never asked for a raise maybe this is the first time you've ever you've ever asked for a raise ever maybe like first time in your 20-year career you're gonna ask for a raise you know they, they've kept you at the same salary level for the last you know 10 years the the company doesn't want to give any more bonuses or incentives and all that junk and you're fed up with it now you're gonna ask right but um I mean Let's just step back for a second and think about that. If you, you know, what have you ever done perfect the first time ever in your life? You, the first time you started driving, I'm sure that didn't go too well. You know, you probably had your parents sitting next to you, uh, holding the wheel or something, right? The first time you rode your bike, I doubt you just sped down the, you know, down the hill, right? You practiced on some place where you're gonna land softly, most likely. Um, you know, you can you can apply to anything in life. So the, the the only way that you can do it is you have, you have to expect yourself to fail, expect failure, expect that the first time is not going to go over well. Okay, this is what uh, this is. Um, uh, you know, we'll stick with the job a little bit. But we'll we'll take a different path. You know, talk about job interviews. Job interviews are extremely, you know, pressure filled. You know you're fearful of what they're gonna ask if the if your answer is gonna be right, right? You you know most people first of all don't prepare well enough. 
you know, to even do, even to give themselves a chance to do well during the interview. They don't, they don't review the, the job description. They don't review their resume. They don't, they don't think about how to explain any of the stuff they've actually put on their resume. So when they get asked about it, this, this is a bunch of uhs and ums and well, and then this, and then, you know, all those things sound horrible, by the way. Um, but that's why I try and tell people, okay, if you're looking for a job, the first thing you need to do is to apply to a lot of jobs because the chances of you even getting an interview um, is pretty slim. I, I don't know what type, for most professions anyway. You know, I don't know if you're the top leading, you know, um, surgeon in, in the state of California. But for most people, you know, whatever you're applying to, there's going to be a lot of competition and probably good competition, right? So you go in there and you're not prepared, you don't do very well, and then you kill yourself over it. The only way to get better at it, you got to do a lot of interviews. So even if you can get job interviews at, at positions that you may not want and that pays too little, um, you know, uh, all the things that, you, that you're sure you're not going to like, you still should take it because you are inexperienced at talking in front of people. You're inexperienced at answering questions. Most of us on a daily basis do not get asked questions in a panel format or even a one-on-one -on -one format, you know, and, and be able to speak clearly. You, you run it through your mind and you think you know the answers, but have you actually said them to yourself, say in the mirror? You know, have you ever said them out loud, not just in your head? Uh, it goes a lot differently than, than what you predict originally um, when you actually try to do it yourself. So I'll tell you what I do. You know, I'm, I'm pretty well known for being excellent at, at doing interviews. And um, I can even give you some advice maybe at the end of this little, this little script here. But, um, you know, the, the best way to do is, is to get experience, get failure. Once you start seeing that some of the same questions pop up again, you know, you should be able to prepare for that answer a little bit better. You remember what you said last time, you add a little bit more onto that this time, a little bit more detail, you know, comes back to your memory. So all of that helps in putting together what you feel more confident now. Confidence is a huge factor. When you're not confident, even if you've scripted it, but you're not confident, it shows in every single way, your posture, the, the, the tone of your voice, the, the loudness of your voice. Um, your hand gestures, you know, everything about your confidence shines, whether you like it or not. So that alone is a reason why you should practice. Saying it out loud, um, practicing out loud, running through the questions, having a friend ask you those questions and, and answering your friend. I mean, those are things that sound stupid, they sound corny, you may, you may not feel like it's, uh, like it's a little embarrassing, but you still gotta do it, you know? So you gotta, you gotta drop all that proudness. You know, the proud person in the room doesn't learn anything. You, you can never, you gotta be the dumbest person in the room. And you have to, you have to do that with an open, with an open mind. Otherwise, you'll, you'll never get better. You know, the reason why most people in their later years, you know, become fearful of losing their job is because they stopped learning 20 years ago and they know they're a dinosaur. They know they don't, you know, they haven't learned anything recently. So, so if they get canned, they're going to be an old person who doesn't know anything and no one's going to want to hire them because the, the health insurance is going to be too expensive, right? 
So, but I guarantee you, if that same person, first of all, if that same person had been continuing to learn throughout the you know his entire career, they they probably would not even be in a position that would ever get concerned about getting fired. Okay, if you. It's just a natural part of the process, you know. A lot of people think that oh, it's luck if he gets promoted and all that stuff. You know that all that that whole attitude is wrong, and I'm pretty sure I covered that in an earlier podcast when I'm talking about you know people who've moved up the chain. But if you're a person who's just naturally learning and improving themselves and trying to be more not just knowledgeable but, but more efficient with your work, you know, you will be a, a you know a priceless asset to whatever company you're at and in whatever position. So. You know, those are all things that you need to consider. So fear, you got is, is about repetition. Um, you have to do it over and over again. Let's just talk about dating. You know, you want to know why I think this is my opinion, by the way. I think, but it's pretty accurate. I, I'm pretty sure why a lot of people end up getting divorced. It's because they haven't had enough opportunities to find the person that they may have really liked. Think about that for a second. Most people are not good at dating. It's a pressure environment, asking somebody out, getting to know somebody, you know, getting them to like you, not sure if you're embarrassing yourself, you know, that first kiss, all that stuff. For most people, that is a very difficult thing to do. Okay, so what happens? You end up settling a little too fast. Not everybody, but I'm talking about the majority of people. And then once you get more comfortable with the person, maybe it's too late already. The person, the 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 other, you know, the the woman's pregnant. You guys have gotten married. You guys have, you know, plugged in some, you know, um, put in some roots already. Now you get, now you guys are stuck together, okay? And you can't get out. So you're 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 adding fuel to a bad fire, and it, it ends up exploding someday in a divorce, and. It, potentially there's some collateral damage maybe there's some children involved too but if if both of those people had say dated it enough and really gotten to a point where they were confident with themselves and really knew what they had wanted for themselves and found somebody who shared those qualities that they really felt like could you know grow a life together the chances of them getting a divorce much much less there's, there's always a chance but I mean the probability is drastically reduced see what I'm saying so you know those those are all things you have to consider when you're thinking about fear um, at, you know l- letting time sink in is uh, is just adding fuel to the fire so whenever you see yourself that you're fearful of something you just gotta go do it right away I'm talking about just like don't even ask somebody that don't even tell someone you're about to do just start walking and and go talk to that person you know, ask the question, be prepared, you know that you're going to be direct. Well, let me give you a little piece of advice on what on what may help, all right? And this is just something that helps me anyway. Um, let's see. Turning my car here, just want to make sure I'm going the right way. Okay, one thing you want to remember is everybody feels awkward at some point, especially when they're talking to strangers. Nobody in this world is perfectly confident when it comes to talking to strangers okay so you know get over the the fear because the other person's in fear too is what I'm trying to get at you know 
you don't need to be fearful if you're if you know the other person's fearful so if you're both fearful why not one of you take the position of confidence and leadership you know you don't you just just act confident ask your questions be direct don't try and you know pussyfoot around the subject that you're trying to get at the person as soon as you're being honest and you're relaxed and you're you're asking what you want to ask and you're being yourself being yourself is the most important thing you know people respond to that they respond to it very quickly they they will respond in kind okay and um, you'll see better results with all of it alright where am I going here? okay so I wish I could have gone longer but um, I don't want to crash so that's it for now